are listening to the NTT20 pod weekend quiz number three. I'm Ali Maxwell. George Ellick is on the line, my co-quiz master. How are you getting on, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Uh, fine, fine. No, absolutely no complaints whatsoever. This is number one of two pods today, isn't it, Ali? So that's quite exciting. Yes, yes. We have a new series. We have a new interview series, which is all we're going to tell you at this stage. It's embargoed. Keep an eye out over the next week or so and just something we wanted to tease for the real diehards who are tuning into the quiz each week. Thank you to everyone who took part last week. Um, we had we had more entrants last week than week one, so that's progress. We had an, a very worthy winner, Alex Smith, uh, who sent his answers in on Insta and he won the quiz on a tiebreaker which was seriously impressive. And uh, the live we did 7pm on Sunday evening. We've done two in a row now. They are unbelievably fun. I can't believe we haven't been doing these before, George. I'm starting mm. to think we might just pivot, just do no pods, just do just constant lives, just keep people on their toes. Probably not, but it was, it was good fun. And um, hopefully uh, we'll have another good one on Sunday night, 7pm. We'll be doing the answers and the scores now, how do you play? Well, email your answers to ntt20.pod at gmail.com or DM them to us on Twitter or on Instagram. Both of those at ntt20pod. It's very straightforward. Uh, make sure that you put something down for the tiebreaker at the end of the quiz as well, because as we know, it can be crucial. I'm going to throw over to my glamorous co-quiz master, George Ellick. What's on the agenda for round one? EFL Mathematics is taking a break. <gasps> I know. I'm very sorry, everyone. I can hear the disappointment even now as you hear that. But we've got a new opening round this week. And often when you're stumped as to when something happened, you ask, when on earth? So this is called when on EFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm very sorry. I had about five minutes to think of a name. When this on is- EFL. When on EFL, it looks pretty bad when you write it down as well. <laughs> I'm going to read out three things that happened in a calendar year. That is the crucial part here. This is not, I'm not asking you for a season. I'm not asking for, you know, two years spanning from August to May. I am asking you for a calendar year. I read out three things that happened involving the EFL in a calendar year. You tell me the year. Right. Are we ready? I'm ready and I'm seriously excited. I'm, I'm all for the switch from EFL Mathematics to <laughs> when on EFL. I'm buzzing. In fact, I'm going to play along as we go. Okay, so question one is an easy one to get us started just in case people are struggling to get used to the format. So question one, Daryl Clark leaves Bristol Rovers as manager by mutual consent. Aston Villa draw five all with Nottingham Forest and one of the best games in EFL history. Darren Way signs a new long-term contract with League Two's Yeovil Town. Love this already. Love this already. One one out of one for me. So that's Daryl Clark leads Chris Rivers by mutual consent. Five all Villa Forest. And Darren Way signs a new long-term contract with League Two Yeovil Town. Question two. Dean Windass sends Hull to the Premier League with a ridiculous playoff, playoff final strike against Bristol City. Second clue, Brendan Rodgers is appointed as Watford manager, his first job in management in English football, or in any football, I should say. Aaron McLean tops the league two goal-scoring charts with 29 goals. 
So Windass sends Hull to the Premier League with a fantastic volley at Wembley against Bristol City. Brendan Rodgers gets his first management gig at Watford. He's appointed manager. And Aaron McLean finishes this season. So crucially, obviously, he doesn't score all of the 29 goals in this calendar year. He finishes the year on 29 goals, top, topping the goal-scoring charts in League Two. Three magnificent names there. Windass, Rodgers, McLean. Mm. I'd like to, yeah, be an interesting kind of pint with those three, wouldn't it? Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. Let's, like, let's work on that. I feel like Dino would do most of the talking. I think, um, I think Aaron McLean is... Uh... He's coach. A coach. He's a coach at Posh, isn't he? The striker coach or the the finishing coach, which makes sense. Yeah, he was. I had there were some quotes from him in my athletic piece about Peterborough. Of course they were. How could I forget? Uh, question three: Coventry City go into administration and adopt twenty points in the calendar year. Coventry City go into administration and adopt twenty points in the calendar year. Next one. Aldershot Town are relegated from the EFL. Aldershot Town are relegated from the EFL. And finally, Crystal Palace's Glenn Murray finishes the season as championship top scorer with a tally of 30. Another great one. Another really, really good one. We've got two more. It's like EFL Rewind made into a quiz, this, isn't it? Well, I was going to say at the end, if, if you're enjoying this and you haven't listened to Going Up, Going Down, our, our podcast we do with The Athletic, then there's a section at the end of each episode called EFL Rewind, and that'll be right up your street. Right. Sticking with the goals theme for the first clue of question four, Pierre van Hoydonk and Kevin Phillips share the championship golden boot with 29 goals apiece. And it's funny that you mentioned the FR Rewind because I've given a little Easter egg here to the listeners. And I think I might do this every week where people who listen to that get a little bit of a head start because the second clue for question four, Doncaster are relegated from the EFL with 20 points and a minus 83 goal difference. Yeah. If you're thinking, what? How did that happen? Then go back about four episodes on Google. I did this as well and I'm still not 100% sure. Wow, okay. And this was also a good year for London-based clubs recruiting legendary left-backs as Chris Powell and Rufus Brevett signed for Charlton and Fulham, respectively. Okay, number five, please. Number five. This is one especially for our good friend uh, on iTunes. Thank you very much to him. I can't really spell out his full name, but Oxford United are promoted back to the EFL after beating York City 3-1 at Wembley in the conference playoff final. Ricky Lambert finishes the League One season as top goal scorer on 30 goals. And finally, Troy Deeney signs for Watford from Walsall for a fee of around £250,000. What a signing that is. So Oxford promoted back into the EFL after winning the conference playoff final. Ricky Lambert scoring 30 in League One and Troy Deeney signing for Watford from Walsall. Okay, just going to pause the recording now so I can tell you my answers and you can see what i got. Okay. This would be a time if we were a very well-produced podcast where we would have put a little jingle in, a little bit of music to keep you entertained, but we're not doing that. 
Uh, I've just run through my answers with George. Three out of five, which I'm pretty happy with. Three out of five. That is me laying down the gauntlet to fellow quizzes. See if you can do better than three out of five. George, can I just say, I'm not in the... It's not a habit of mine to, to praise you where possible. That's our that's part of our sort of friendship, I'd say. But uh, that was an excellent round. I'd like to see more of that in the future. Thanks, mate. If that took the place of EFL Mathematics full-time, it wouldn't be the end of the world. At the same time, <laughs> could they live harmoniously together? Potentially. Let's see. Let, let, let's ask the listeners what they prefer. Or maybe wait until after Sunday when they have the answers to, to make that call. My round, round two, is... Uh, drawing on a, a theme of sorts from last week, both Ali Alhabsi and Wayne Rooney were part of my round last week. Uh, they, of course, are the two EFL players with the most international caps. Alhabsi for Oman, Rooney for England. Now, this is an international-themed round. There are 14 points up for grabs here, so it's an important round, and hopefully you know your EFL players and you know their international football pedigree. Question one, I'm also going to do it in the shape of, or in the in the style of a who am I? I don't know why, I've just decided to put it in the first person. <laughs> Number one, I am the EFL player with senior caps for Germany. The only one. The only EFL player currently with senior caps for Germany. Number two, I am the EFL player, the only one, with senior caps for Brazil. Question two. I'm the only EFL player with senior caps for Brazil. Three. We are the three players. And you get a point for each. We are the three players not named Wayne Rooney with ten or more caps for England. Three current EFL players not named Wayne Rooney with ten or more caps for England, one that point. That is a superb question, if I may say so myself. Thanks, George. One point for each there. Question four. I've got 96 caps for a home nation, but I've never scored. I'm an EFL player. 96 caps for a home nation, but I've never scored an international goal. Question five. Well, who am I? I'm chasing Rooney for top EFL international goal scorer. Rooney's got 53 now, I'm the next best here, the second highest international goal scorer in the AFL. I've got 34 goals, so I'm 20 off, but I've got plenty of time to reach him. 34 in 55 I've scored, and I've got plenty of time, I would say, to catch Wayne Rooney. Question six. I, don't forget about me, I'm the third top international goal scorer in the AFL. I've scored 20 goals in 73 caps for one of the home nations. And I'm the third top EFL international goal scorer out of the current crop of EFL players across all three divisions. Question seven. I am the League Two player with the most international caps. I've got 49 caps. I'm the League Two player with the most international caps. An extra clue. I play for a North American country. I represent a North American country. CONCACAF. Is that CONCACAF? I think it's Con- I'm trying to think. I think it's CONCACAF, yeah. So, question 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 are all part of the same sort of question. The question is, which international side do the following players represent? All of these have been capped at senior level. For an international side, you need to tell me which 
nation. Question eight, Macaulay Bon. Which international team has Macaulay Bon represented? Charlton's Macaulay Bon. Question nine, Leeds is Gaetano Berardi. He was actually an answer to a question last week. <laughs> Gaetano Berardi, very aggressive and very brave, according to Football Manager. But which international country has he represented? Number 10, Lyle Taylor. Who's Lyle Taylor got caps for? Charlton's Lyle Taylor. Bon and Taylor, both part of this question. Number 11, Andy Yeadom. Andy Yeadom, however you say it. Andy Yeadom is how I've always gone for it. He's played international football for who? And number 12, finally, Sam Morsi of Wigan. Sam Morsi of Wigan. Which international team has Sam Morsi played for? So you should end up with 14 names there. There are 12 questions, but of course, question three was a three-pointer. So 14 marks up for grabs there. Right, welcome to round three, the final round of this NTT20 weekend quiz. And it's been submitted, selected, kindly curated by great friend of the pod, Ben Fuller. He stepped in here with a brilliant round, a great creative thinking uh, and something that I think you guys will really enjoy. Sadly, due to the aforementioned and leaked news that we've got something new starting, a new interview series, we've been working hard on that. We haven't been able to procure, if you will, a special guest uh, deliverer like uh, Pratton last week, but we'll be working on that for next week. Basically, how this round is going to work is I'm going to read you the starting lineups from famous games, famous teams in the EFL. I'm going to omit one player. You have to tell me who that player <coughs> is. So question one, Blackpool's 3-2 victory against Cardiff in the championship playoff final. 22nd of May 2010, I think we all remember this one, Ian Holloway's famous tangerine team fulfilling their dream and winning... I've 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 run out of uh, I've run out of rhymes there. Run out of rhymes. Anyway, who's missing from Blackpool's starting lineup? In goal, Jilks. Back four, Craney, Evert, Baptiste, Coleman. That's Seamus Coleman. A midfield of Southern, Vaughan, and Charlie Adam. Then blank, Gary Taylor Fletcher, DJ Campbell. This is Blackpool's 2010 team, Jilks. Craney, Everett, Baptiste Coleman, Southern Vaughan, Adam, Blank, Taylor Fletcher, Campbell. I want to know the missing name. Fill in the blank. Question two is Watford 3-1 against Leicester in the Championship Playoff semi-final second leg in May 2013. Who is missing from Watford's starting lineup that day? Almunia's in goal. Doily, Cassetti, Ekstrand and Briggs are the back four. Anya, Blank, Batocchio, Chalaba, and up front, Dini and Vidra. There's a blank in midfield there. Almunia, Doily, Cassetti, Ekstrand, Briggs, Anya, Blank, Batocchio, Chalaba, Dini and Vidra. Fill in the blank. What's the missing name? Question three. Leeds two, Derby four, championship playoff semi-final, 15th of May 2019. Who is missing? From Derby's starting 11. In goal, Keller Roos. Defence, Bogle. Blank, Tomori. Malone. Midfield, Holmes. Johnson. 
Wilson, Mount, Lawrence, and Bennett. Who is the missing name? Ruse or Roos, Bogle, Blank, Tamori, Malone, Holmes, Johnson, Wilson, Mount, Lawrence, and Bennett. Cardiff 2, Swansea 2. We're going back to 2009. Swansea City's team from 2009. It's the 5th of April. In goal, they've got De Vries. At the back, Rangel, Williams, Blank, Tate. In midfield, Britton, Prattley, Gower, Gomez, Dyer, and Scotland. So De Vries, Rangel, Williams, Blank, Tate, Britton, Prattley, Gower, Gomez, Dyer, Scotland. I-, I wonder if at the time anyone made a gag out of the fact that they had Tate and Britton. Tate Britton. <laughs> like the, you know, the, the formerly vote leave, vote remain. Exactly. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question five. Swindon five, Sheffield United five. League one playoff semi-final, second leg, May 2015. Who's missing from Sheffield United's lineup here? In goal, Howard. At the back, Freeman, Alcock, McEvely, Harris, Flynn, Coots, Blank, Murphy, Doan, and McNulty. This is Sheffield United from 2015. Howard, Freeman, Alcock, McEvely, Harris, Flynn, Coots, Blank, Murphy, Doan, McNulty. Two more. Question six is Leeds won, Aston Villa won from April of last year, April 2019. A famous match this involving a remarkable piece of poor sportsmanship followed up by an incredible piece of beautiful sportsmanship from the wonderful Marcelo Bielsa. This is Aston Villa's starting lineup, and there's a blank that you need to fill. Jed Steer is in goal. Defence, El Mohamedy, blank, Mings, Taylor, Midfield, McGinn, Hurahan, Grealish. Up front, Green, Codger, El Ghazi. So the blank is at the back. Steer, El Mohamedy, Blank, Mings, Taylor. McGinn, Hurahan, Grealish, Green, Codger, El Ghazi. It's tough, that, because old Mings, he had a couple of partners, didn't he? A couple of pals. A couple Mm. of pals. He did, yeah. Question seven, last question of the quiz before the tiebreaker. Plymouth won Portsmouth nil from May 2016. Ben, I believe, is a passionate Argyle fan. Plymouth Argyle, Portsmouth, League 2, playoff semi, May 2016. This is the Plymouth team. McCormick in goal. Mella, Curtis Nelson, Peter Hartley, Sawyer, McHugh, Boateng, Jervis, Blank, Wild, and Jamil Matt. So McCormick, Mella, Nelson, Hartley, Sawyer, McHugh, Boateng, Jervis, Blank, Wild, Matt. Cast your mind back to that Plymouth team from the end of the 15-16 season. And that is it. Seven marks for round three. Thank you so much, Ben, for stepping in and providing us with such an excellent round. I'd be really interested to see what the scores are here because it's, it's kind of a bit of a teaser, isn't it? And yet, you know, I, I do have hope. I do have faith in the listeners that they will remember these classic teams and the players within them. George, finish us off with the quiz with the tiebreaker. This will decide the winner if we have a couple of people locked on the same final score. Yeah, one of the best debuts you've probably ever seen in the EFL for the tiebreaker last week. 
Um, not really thought he'd get a run out and he came off the bench to score <laughs> late on. So um, hoping that he, he comes in again. And this week, in keeping with the what the EFL round, uh, one of these players was mentioned in that round, goal scorers is the key. And the question is, how many EFL goals? I mean, this is actually an EFL mathematics question, to be fair. So, mm. you know, he, he's not dead yet. Um, how many EFL goals did Richard Lambert and Grantley Holt score combined? Ricky Lambert and Grant Holt, two EFL legends and goal scorers. How many EFL goals in their careers did they score combined, including playoffs as well? An important thing to note that for the uh, quiz pedants out there, and there are a few. This includes playoff goals in the EFL. So Ricky Lambert and Grant Holt, interested to see what your answers there. Uh, I asked George to guess what he thought it was, and he was absolutely miles off. So he wouldn't have won the quiz had he come <laughs> joint first, uh, most likely. Guys, hope you've enjoyed that first round George debut of what what was it? What's it called? When the When the EFL? When the EFL? Question mark. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Um, and then uh, I had an international themed round. That's a big one. 14 marks at stake there. So good luck. And then Ben Fuller's excellent fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Seven marks up for grabs for round three. The tiebreaker combined EFL goals, including playoffs, by Ricky Lambert and Grant Holt. You know where to send your answers by now. Uh, Instagram, N- NTT20pod. Twitter, NTT20pod. Slide into the DMs there. Or over email if you want to go old school. Uh, ntt20.pod at gmail.com. We're not quite there in terms of giving out our addresses for actual written uh, answers, but maybe one day. Uh, Thanks so much for playing. Have a great weekend, guys. Please do keep getting in touch with us on social media. We're enjoying chatting away with you. We love hearing from you uh, and hope you enjoy the quiz. Make sure you join us at 7pm on Sunday night for the Insta Live with all the answers and the leaderboard.